But this is Duca on the move for Montreal. Billy Duca, let's see what he does. A left foot shot, that's in! Billy Duca beat his man, and the Rutgers product makes it 1-0 Montreal. This is Off the Woodworks with Kevin Laramie, the longest-running podcast entirely dedicated to the Montreal Impact. It's wide open now, Malice, plenty of room. As Pachuca have five players lined up across the back. An opportunity! Good day, good night, and welcome to this post-game edition of Off the Woodworks. Post-game after the first leg of the Amway Canadian Championship between the Montreal Impact and Toronto FC. Uh, unfortunately, there was supposed to be another game last night. There was supposed to be FC Edmonton versus Vancouver in their semifinals of the Amway Canadian Championship. And unfortunately, there was a snowstorm in Edmonton yesterday and the game could not take part. So it's been postponed to next week in Vancouver and the following week back in Edmonton. So unfortunately, Edmonton comes out of it with kind of home field advantage. We'll see how that plays out. But back to this game that we will be talking about today. Montreal Impact, Toronto FC, 401 Derby, the first of the year. And the first game at Stad Zapucho, and unfortunately because of the Habs game, or I don't know, if it, maybe because it was the first real nice summer day of the year, even though we're still in spring. Well, there was about, I would say, eight, nine, ten thousand people at the maximum at Stad Zapucho, but it doesn't matter. The Montreal Impact renewed with victory by beating their rivals from the other side of the 401. Yes, there's a 20, but nobody cares about the 20, so 401. So... Montreal comes out of the first leg with the advantage, the one goal advantage. Didn't concede at home, so that means that uh, Toronto did not score on the road. So if Montreal can get a result at BMO Field, which has never been easy in history, well, if they can do that, they will do the three-peat. Warriors Cup, well, not for, they'll still have to... Move on to the finals, but at least the dream will still be alive. Montreal needs to move on, move forward if they want to taste the CONCACAF again. And if they want to uh, go on a journey again, or we'll, we'll see how that plays out. It's actually a, it, it's a question of what you really want to do. If you want to focus on MLS, I don't know. It's the big question that's been in my mind lately is, yes, the CONCACAF run, it was great, it was amazing. Now that we have that, do we have to move on and try to get like good performances in MLS over a long period of time, a couple of seasons? And you need to focus on that. I don't know. It's a question I still don't have the answer, and it's going to stay in my mind for a couple of weeks. So it's just a tease of what I'll be talking about in the next few weeks. So today on the show, we have the post-game comments of Greg Vanny, of Frank Klopas, of uh, Colin Warner as well. I had the chance to talk to Colin Warner almost a year away from his trade from from Montreal to Toronto that brought Dama Duro to Montreal. So uh, that's going to be interesting. That's later today. As well, we have uh, Eric Kronberg. Uh, who else do we have on the show today? Eric Kronberg, uh, Patrice Bernier, and a couple of other players have uh, talked to, to us after the game. So uh, Jack Mack, man of the match, the goal scorer, 
game-winning goal. So uh, we have a lot of comments on this show. So let's just start, start right now with Greg Vanny, followed by Frank Lobas. Obviously, not, uh, not happy about the result, but what about the performance? Um, I can't say I'm disgusted with the result. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a, it's a two-leg event uh, tournament here. And uh, <clears throat> at 1-0 down, we return home uh, to play another 90 minutes. Uh, we left a lot of our attacking group at home uh, to recover, to rest, to... Um, as we've been on the road for seven games straight. Um, so I can't say I'm uh, disgusted with the results or anything. In terms of the performance, uh, we just um, we were having a hard time of our group getting out of our defensive posture a little bit um, in terms of securing the ball in transition. Uh, we, were, we were deep at times and too often looking to play the ball long, but we really had Luke high, uh, so that's not a, a winning formula. So we just needed to be... Uh, a little bit more available for each other in transition to be able to connect the first few passes, break that initial pressure, and then I thought there was space between their defenders and their midfielders where we could have really secured the ball, uh, and then maybe get some numbers forward. Um, and then at times I thought we were too in a rush to try to finish an attack versus bring our numbers forward. We had a lot of guys who are sort of central midfielder types on the field, and I thought if we get those guys a little bit closer together, we should be able to, to control possession. Uh, Marky ended up wide a lot and I wanted him to come inside and, and really look to connect with Michael and Colin and Oso and uh, but he kept moving himself into a wide position uh, and then Warren um, you know was just because we weren't able to secure the ball clearly enough Warren wasn't getting up a little bit higher up the field to allow Marky to come in and create numbers so uh, and just by virtue of it we were as a group it's not a group that's played a lot of matches together so we weren't uh, fully sharp in terms of our movement to support each other and uh, as such we we turned over the ball too much and ended up in a defensive posture too often. But um, I thought the goal was entirely preventable. Uh, he's a right-footed player on the right side. You should never allow him to hit a right-footed cross. I mean, the whole setup to it was four seconds long. It's impossible that we don't step to his right foot and prevent the cross. And then with that amount of time, we've also got to lock down people in the box. So uh, I thought that goal was uh, entirely preventable. Other than that, there were some sort of sort of chances. Um, but, um, but I thought, you know, we were we were okay for being on the road. Coach, how do you like your chances in the second leg? And can we expect uh, players, some of the players who missed out tonight, one in the lineup to be in that game next week on Wednesday? Uh, yeah, it's very possible. Uh, I don't, without uh, making any commitments this week, it's it's something we're looking at. We have a, a large number of games this month, uh, and so we didn't want to push everybody through every match. Uh, we thought this was one that we could uh, we could do well with. But we'll, we'll see where we visit it at home, and uh, there's a good chance we could see some of the guys we didn't see tonight. In terms of your chances, how do you like your chances going into that game next week? Good. Uh, I like our chances a lot. I mean, one of the things we have to do is not give up the away goal, which uh, which is important. But, uh, you know, on the year with, with our collective group, we're averaging right around two goals, two-plus goals in, per game. So... Uh, I think we're, we're in decent shape when we get everybody out there. Likewise, they're going to put some guys on the field that uh, potentially um, that, were may, that are maybe their starters that went on today. So we'll see. It just uh, kind of will depend on, on uh, who each team selects to put out there. I know it should be an interesting second leg, that's for sure. Coach, does the Montreal Impact's run and CONCACAF influences the way you take uh, Amway Cup this year, looking forward to the, the Continental Championship in 2016? No, not exactly. I mean, it's it's a it's very difficult. I, I mean, I applaud them for how they how deep they got into this uh, event. It's not easy uh, managing rosters that are not enormous. Uh, 
managing um, MLS seasons and then trying to also field teams that uh, to play in the CONCACAF. It's not an easy task and they did a fantastic job. So kudos to them. It doesn't it doesn't really change our approach. Um, I mean, we're, we're in it to, to win it, you know, but we're also going to manage uh, this event uh, relative to our MLS season. Uh, we'll make our decisions accordingly. Do you do any kind of internal calculus in terms of if you win this tournament, then next year you're going to be playing, you know, continental football. That's going to be another commitment. Does that sort of weigh, you know, weigh into your thought process or long-term plan? If you sit down. With yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's hard not to. I mean, a lot of the teams who uh, who have been in Concacaf um, maybe haven't had the end results in league play that they've ultimately wanted to. There are challenging periods of time where you're trying to manage both uh, in key key moments of the year. Um, that are difficult. So yeah, you, you look at all those things, but we, we play everything to win, but it's just uh, uh, At the end of the day, it's uh, you know, we'll see where, where it happens But yeah, you, I think you have to manage all of that think of all of that and figure out what your priorities are as a, as a club and and determine that as as an organization and, uh, de and Determine how you want to approach everything Good. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just felt uh, we, we had a slow start uh, into the game, and I think it was uh, so more difficult with uh, uh, with Jack and with Dom's movement, the way he was coming and, and receiving the ball. And I felt that uh, um, you know we needed to push the game and bring in, uh, Dom higher up the field. I felt that we could uh, uh, manage the, the midfield with uh, with uh, R two there, and then we would be more dangerous. And I think I think the first half or so, so obviously the change helped. Uh, uh, just giving more support uh, to Jack. Uh, we got those chances, and then I think it was a, a, a better second half. Coach, how important was winning this game, like coming out of that run in CONCACAF, opening up the, the, the Saputo Stadium, you know? It was it important to, to get that, that vibe going for the rest of the season? Yeah, for sure. Good, uh, good point. No, it, was, it was important, and you can see that uh, uh, at the beginning we were a little lethargic. We didn't, uh, it took a while for us uh, to get going. But you know, I think it would have been great if we could have gotten a, a, a second goal. But just to get the win and the clean sheet, and uh, it took a little bit for guys to get back into it. And even even the subs, the second half, you know, I think the first guys it took 30 to 40 minutes. The second guys it was taking just as long. But it was important just to 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 put things behind us with the, with with a win, a clean sheet, uh, and uh, just to build from there. So yeah, I think it was uh, it was very important. I like your chances going in the second leg. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, we scored one goal, it would have been uh, great if we could have gotten a, a, a second one. Uh, you know, but I think we're, we've proven to be a team that uh, we can be dangerous and we can, you know, we can, we can score goals and we can create uh, opportunities. So, um, you know, I think it all starts with uh, it's important that we kept a clean sheet today. Uh, and, you know, we'll go in there and we'll, with, I think, obviously very positive going into the game. You know, we know the stadium well and, you know, the atmosphere is going to be great. And uh, so, yeah, I think we're, we, we're feeling good. But, you know, if, we still have to play 90 minutes away. But I think the one goal uh, is good. Two would have been even better. But I think that, uh, yeah, we have confidence going into the match. Uh, Jack scored his uh, fourth goal in the last five games for him. Uh, he said after the game that he was trying to make a strong case for him to be in the starting 11. Uh, what do you think about it? Yeah, I think, uh, one, listen, I think uh, his movement is good. Obviously, I think when he 
was alone the first half and it was a little bit with the players that we had out because even uh, Eric is not uh, uh, his role to play where he was playing so maybe he didn't support him as much but then you know when we made the switch you lose a little bit because Eric uh, you know he's more better if uh, coming out of the midfield uh, playing in the, in the two we had him out wide but then on the other hand it helped Jack because uh, you know when Piat is there he's closer to him it can beat guys and he can support him and that's I think Dom did that with his movement. Uh, and then look, he's got the nose for the goal. If you give him chances, you know, his movement is good. You know, his movement is good, the way he gets open and the way he moves. And we've got to get him service. I felt that the first half, we, we found him a couple times. Uh, but then, you know, his, uh, the runs he was making, we didn't, we didn't look for him. You know, we're playing a lot of negative balls back. And we need to be, uh, we, we, we need to try to find him more and, uh, uh, and play with more confidence. And I understand, some of the guys haven't played for a while, so it was important to for them to get uh, this minutes, but uh, I think in the first half we could have we could have uh, been in situations where we could have found him a lot more uh, going towards goal. But he's a guy that if you give enough chances, he's going to score. He's proven to be a streaky guy. Once he gets in a, in a streak, he scores goals. But now, you know, the one thing I, I keep telling him is you have to be consistent. And one of the things that sometimes he does in a game is that he drifts away from the center of the field, away from the goal. And the one that they keep telling them is, where did you score your goal? Inside the box. You know, so that's the thing. He's got to get in his mind that I have to be there when, especially when, you know, we get uh, balls out wide and we get service in the box. We don't need him to, to come deep and make the game. We have guys that we got to be able to find them closer up the field. And if we don't, that's our responsibility. And sometimes you can lose your patience and then, you know, go too far away from the goal because he's got to be a guy that's in the box and, and, and we got to get him service. Subject there, you gotta like the fact that you guys have been able to score so many of the games. I think the last time you were shut out was in the league play on the road a month and a half ago. Uh, you like the, you gotta like the fact that in your room these guys gotta they know and they believe that they can score in, on any field on any <coughs> uh, day. I think it was positive today. Was a, I think it was an important game for us to get to, to get the win in the clean sheet because you know after the emotional. Uh, lost to in the Champions League, you know. Sometimes you you can talk about it, but it's hard. And you can see it took a while for guys to get into the game. You know, we had to make obviously changes to the team because we had uh, uh, we paid the price a little bit with some of the injuries, and uh, you know we still don't know when we're going to get some of these guys back, and it's going to hurt us a little bit now in in this run with uh, with a lot of games, you know. And uh, so we tried to be smart with the with the rotation that we had, but. Uh, uh, we, we do have that confidence, for sure, but I think it was also important to, 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 to keep a clean sheet. I think uh, uh, that's important. But just to get the game under our belt after that emotional uh, game that we had here it was important. And uh, so I know now the guys are going to be looking forward to the next match. Uh, it's good that we walked away with no injuries today. Uh, I was happy uh, for uh, Kronberg, for him. Uh, I thought he had a very strong showing to keep the clean sheet. Uh, so that's important. I think all those are positives. Thank you, guys. So very interesting comments about uh, he's happy for Kronberg and he's happy about the clean sheet. So without further ado, let's go talk to Eric Kronberg after the game. Well, how did you feel to get that first start, that first win, that first clean sheet, and especially to stop Michael Bradley on that uh, free kick? Well, it felt, uh, it felt good to get on him, obviously. Uh, shut out was uh, kind of my goal, so proud of that. Uh, I thought the team played very well in terms of... Uh, Keeping the ball in the back and playing safe, you know, I think uh, when teams come in and, and sit back a little bit, they can 
uh, they can try and counter you when you make mistakes in the back. So I thought we did a good job being safe in the back, and uh, they, uh, the guys in front of me really limited their, their uh, opportunities. How satisfying is this because you've been unable to play in the big run to mm -hmm. finally get the game and get a big result in kind of more about the last few months. Yeah, absolutely. It's been, uh, it's been a thrill and kind of a disappointment at the same time. You know, I, I wish it could have been a, a more part of the, the Champions League, but it was just it was so fun to, to, to watch and be part of the team. Uh, and, and I'm just happy that uh, you know, I can finally contribute to the team and, and help us. Do you feel like your season is finally beginning? A little bit, yeah. I feel like uh, well, we've had some, some league games, so. Um, but yeah, it almost feels like it was just a, a never-ending preseason for me. You know, we just kept having games where I, I couldn't be involved in it. And uh, me and Eric Alexander were kind of talking right before kickoff. We're like, finally, we get to, you know, get to play a game. This is nice. So, uh, that, uh, it definitely felt good to get out there and play. Was it tough for um, the Yeah, I mean, it can be tough, but you know, even when I'm not playing, I'm still training every day, like I, like I, you know, am gonna play. And uh, I think we've been pretty sharp in training lately, and, and I've been and trying to keep up. And I think Yusuf, the goalkeeper coach, has done a really, really good job of me keeping me sharp and, and uh, confident and ready to play. What did you think of the defense in front of you? I thought the defense played very well today. Um, I think uh, when teams come come in here and sit back a little bit like uh, Toronto did, it's really important for us to uh, be safe with the ball in the back and, and not give away uh, balls in the midfield and uh, in our defensive half. So I thought we did a really good job. A couple times in the first half we gave one or two away where we shouldn't have, but uh, we, uh, we definitely stepped it up in the second half and, and played better. How important for you was to get that first start uh, as soon as possible and then finally you know, get a good result like, like tonight? Absolutely. Obviously it's important to, to get games and, and get out there and play. And I felt confident tonight and felt comfortable. And obviously uh, with, the, with the win and the shutout, I'm, uh, I'm very happy. Were you frustrated or was it weird for you with that whole situation during CONCACAF with the keeper and you know you couldn't play and how, how did you did you went through it? Yeah, I mean, it was it was exciting and it was frustrating at the same time. Uh, I was just so happy for the team, you know, and I was thrilled to be a part of it, just being a part of uh, you know training with the guys, being around the guys, and going on the trips and stuff like that. But at the same time, it was you know I was I was there, but I couldn't contribute, so. It was frustrating, so I'm definitely happy now that uh, that's kind of out of the way and we're on to the season. For you guys, for the group, to get that first win, you know, after the contact run, uh, opening up the, the, the Sapporo Stadium tonight, uh -huh. is it is it like was it key to to start on the right foot? Yeah, I think uh, it's definitely important, and I think it, we get a, we get, did a good job of limiting their their opportunities, limiting. Uh, um, our mistakes in the back, and I think that's very important for you know coming down from such a low of you know losing the Champions League final. You know you don't want to you want to be sharp in the mind, and I thought we were pretty good tonight at that. Was the clean sheet sweeter because it was against Toronto and because it was the first one in a while? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> you always want to get a clean sheet against Toronto, so I'm, I'm very happy and proud of the boys for that, and uh, I'm just uh, I'm happy with the win. What do you think about just your performance? Uh, I mean, I think of the save off the free kick, off the Bradley free kick. And stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I thought, it, honestly, I didn't have a whole lot to do. You know, I think that's kind of how a goalkeeper wants it, you know. Keep the defense organized and, and use my mouth to make saves. And, and I think uh, the, the defense was organized and didn't give a lot away. And uh, I think... They, uh, they played very well tonight. This is your first experience with it, but do you feel like there's a rivalry on the field between Montreal and Toronto? Uh, I think definitely there is. I mean, 
Uh, it obviously is with the fans and stuff, so that's there. But I'm definitely new to the team as well, so I haven't kind of experienced the whole rivalry yet. Um, obviously, tonight it was kind of a hard-fought game, but uh, I thought we played well. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Eric. So Eric Kronberg was very gracious with his time and was really happy after that clean sheet and that victory. It's been a while for him, and he was really happy about it. A couple of quick notes uh, that I took during the game. Uh, Wandre Lefebvre and Laracima had a great chemistry. We'll listen to the interview later on. It's in French, but we'll do the translation. Uh, he, he loves the chemistry. He loves to play with him. They are really similar on the pitch, but because of that, usually it doesn't really mesh well on the pitch, but because they're similar, they think alike and they can anticipate what the other is going to do, so they cover the other player. They... Uh, drop back a little when they see that defender going forward. They they really help each other because they do think like, and that was interesting. Adjaro was putting himself in great position all game long. I thought he had a great game, just classic Adjaro. He's a great player because he puts himself in positions that none other player on the pitch will do because of his speed. And then he gets a great scoring chances and great occasions and dangerous looks and dangerous crosses. But unfortunately, he's not the best finisher, so you never finish those uh, great chances. And it's always a ooh and ah moment because it is so impressive to see him put himself in those positions to begin with. And we all expect like, oh, he's going to do it finally this time. And uh, it was great. Uh, Petrescu was really hard on not calling some fouls and uh, it did look a little bit one-sided, but at the end of the day, no calls really influenced the match, so you gotta say, you, you have to say it. Uh, Montreal played a little, a little, a lot better in the second half, really controlling the ball more, going away from the counter style, but they were not pressed the way they were pressed, like against team like Pachuca or Alaba Lince, or even this, especially Club America. So there was really a difference of type of play because of those reasons. The opposition wasn't the type uh, that Montreal were used to lately. So you saw a more of an ease on the ball, more of a time to adjust themselves. And it was a different Montreal impact side. Glad it was a different starting 11 with players like Alexander starting and uh, Patrice Bernier starting in the midfield with some uh, Callum Alice, and then you had Rio Coker back at right back, and at the 34th minute, you saw uh, Patrice Bernier go on the sideline, and then Frank Lopas called him, and he changed tactically the formation, made out the road go up there with uh, McInerney, and it was really the turning point of that game. As you'll listen later with the Patrice Bernier interview, he says that uh, it was really the turning point of that game because it was... uh, uh, we all know Jack Mack is more at ease with two strikers, and you saw that happening in the second half. Well, even in the first after the third, fourth minute, when Montreal had their best chances of the game, especially in the second half. Uh, Patrice Bernier talked in his interview that we'll listen later on. He talked about how he, it was not that easy for him to start the game first 90 minutes of the season. He had a rough beginning trying to adjust, and but the more the game went on, the more he felt comfortable. He does bring a different type of style and it may be more suiting to an MLS type of play because he can hold the ball control and dictate the rhythm and the pace and the hab and flow of the midfield and usually that suits more of a ball controlling type of team and uh, that's the way Montreal has to go. Maybe not all the way but it'll go closer to a ball possession type of team to have success in Major League Soccer. So that was great, a couple of uh, great moves. Oh, a great position! And he tries to nutmeg. Come on, man. 
uh, you're not messy. Uh, but still, it was a great try, and you gotta love the enthusiasm a player like Adoro brings to the pitch. I always like it. Uh, Nigel Rio Coker played a lot better game at right back, still, it's not his preferred position, and you can tell on some plays, but he did play a lot better. I wasn't passing. On, this, on his side, as easy as it was, like Club America in the second half last week. Uh, but one thing to note, too, Louis uh, Brett said to me on Twitter, he's like, yeah, but the opposition was insane, too. So you're right, absolutely, Olivier, you're absolutely right. So talking about the goal that Jack Mack scored, let's listen to Jack Mack right now. Game-winning goal, how's it feel? Feels good. Uh, I think just getting the result, uh, getting a win, we haven't gotten a win in a while, feels even better. What was it like playing after, you know, last week with 61,000 now playing tonight? It's pretty quiet, but, but you got the win. Yeah, um, obviously it's a little difficult, but, uh, you know, we have to go out there and put in a performance for the fans that do show up. And, uh, you know, Wednesday night with the Habs game, uh, you know, it's going to happen. So I think, uh, you know, we got the win, and that's what's important. Can you take us through with that whole thing where, where you had a chance, you were in alone, didn't score, and then... You know, a few seconds later, you score. Yeah, Dom played in a good ball, and uh, I thought I was in clean, but the defender, uh, I, don't, I mean, I don't know where he came from, uh, made a good tackle, and I couldn't get a clean shot. And uh, it's one of those things where I have to keep my head up and keep going. You've always said that you were more comfortable with uh, playing in a two-forward setup. You got that for the second half, and it seemed to click for you guys in playing that way. Yeah, I've said before, uh, Dom's my favorite player to play with on the team. Uh, you know, he, we read off each other well, and, uh, you know, I can kind of check to him, play him those balls in behind, and I think those last 10 minutes of the first half were, uh, you know, perfect examples of that. We uh, connected a couple times and created chances. Uh, Jack, Coach Club has mentioned that he tries to work with you for you to stay more, uh, as much as possible within the, the, the attacking area, not try to, to, to go back and, and get that ball. Is it difficult for you to, so to not to follow the play and, and focus on, on the attacking goal? Yeah, when we play a 4-5-1, you know, he wants the midfielders to do the work and me just stay up top and, uh, you know, wait for my opportunity. And uh, it's frustrating when you don't when you don't get the ball for, you know, 10 or 15 minute stretches and you just want to come back and get a touch. Uh, I think it's just something you have to fight through. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, if they don't give me the ball, it's not my fault. Do you think you made a strong case today to be on the starting 11? Uh, yeah, I mean, anytime you get a goal, uh, you know, got to make the coaches happy. Uh, I, I scored in previous games. I think I have, you know, three and five or four and five. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, I'm doing what I can right now. So to finish the show today, we have a uh, André Lefebvre and Patrice Bernier in French. So I'll resume uh, their comment to start and we can listen to them after for the francophones out there. And if you're just an Anglo, well, you can listen to my translation right now. I ask André if the chemistry that he has with uh, La Racima to explain it and to maybe share with us how he, he feels with him. He has a great chemistry on and off the pitch. He says he's a great human being. He's a great player. They are really similar, so they anticipate each other's move and they can read each other easily. The communication between the two is in French, so it helps them as well uh, have more instinct on the pitch with other players as well as Backy and a couple other Francophones defender, and it helps them have a better chemistry on the pitch and to be able to feed off each other and to cover each other when one of them goes forward. Uh, other player ask Mandrela, how does it feel to finally get a win in a clean sheet? He says, uh, it's great to have a defensive performance like they did, to have a clean sheet, to be able to, to stay tight and to stay 
cohesive in the backline. He said as well that the transitions were good and he's happy with that because his first job is to defend. Yes, his first job is to make sure that the donut stays. But when he can make good transition and make the ball move forward and help the midfield get in good position and help that famous ebb and flow, well, it's a bonus for him. And he's really happy about that. Patrice Bernier talked about how his first 90 minutes of the year, it wasn't really easy at the beginning. It was a lot of adjustment uh, period, especially with players like Michael Bradley. It wasn't as easy as you would be, but that's what he anticipated. And he's got into his rhythm in the second half, especially when the midfield opened up when Klopas talked to him in the 34th minute and he explained what Klopas told him. He's like, okay, we'll put Adero on top. We'll move uh, Alexander to the right. We'll change a little bit the way we are set up and move closer to a 4-4-2. And it opened up a lot of space for Patrice for Adero and especially for Jack McInerney and eventually the goal came at the 69th minute in the second half by Jack Mack with a great cross by Rio Coker so uh, Patrice was happy at the end of the day with his first 90 minutes and hopefully it's not the last one in a while so he's really happy and then moving on to Major League Soccer and ask him what is there anything that you learned in Major League in Concacaf and the Canadian Championship that you can bring to Major League Soccer? It's like, no, it's totally different. It, it, it's not the same type of play. It's not the same type of game. And in MLS, they're going to need to more ball possession, more going forward, and to uh, control their destiny on and off the pitch. They have to control that ball on the pitch. So it's going to be interesting this Saturday against the Portland Timbers, which a a former NASL rival, kind of, but it wasn't really a big rivalry back then with Timbers. But it's going to be interesting to see that game. So, uh, Portland Timbers, Stad Saputo, 4 p.m. this Saturday, May 9th. Be there, support your city, support your club, and let's hope for... It's kind of like the second beginning of Major League Soccer season in Montreal. And let's make this official Stad Saputo MLS home opener a big success, a bigger crowd than was there last night, hopefully around again, I would say 9,000, but uh, I'm not that good at counting. Arithmetic is not my forte. But anyways, Saturday, Portland Timbers, 4 p.m. Stad Saputo, be there. And until then, have a great soccer. On n'arrêtait pas de dire que le début de match serait difficile, puis finalement, ça, ça l'a été après l'émotion de la Ligue des Champions. C'est un peu normal aussi. Enfin, c'est normal et en même temps, c'est pas normal. Est, on est professionnel, c'est notre métier aussi de savoir passer vite à autre chose. C'était un peu plus compliqué que prévu, euh, même tout au long du match, mais bon. À la fin, c'est de trouver un moyen de, de, de gagner ce match-là. On n'a pas pris de but à l'extérieur, c'est aussi un point positif. Bon, voilà, on a fait, c'est vrai, un petit peu le strict minimum. Mais encore une fois, je répète, sur une série de deux matchs, ne pas prendre le but à l'extérieur, c'est important. Ouais, ouais, c'est sûr qu'au moment donné où je rentre sur le terrain au début du match, mais mon premier travail, moi, c'est d'être défensif. Si entrer, je peux être bon avec le ballon, c'est du bonus. Mais je dois être bon défensivement. Alors, c'est sûr que quand on sort avec zéro but, bon, ben, j'ai au moins une bonne moitié de mon travail qui est fait, c'est sûr. La complicité avec le racinement, elle se développe très bien sur ton deuxième demi. Comment vous décrivez ça euh, bah c'est naturel et on, on se comprend bien aussi naturellement parce qu'on a le même profil généralement on dit que euh, vaut mieux être complémentaire qu'avoir le même profil mais en même temps ça nous aide dans le fait que quand je le vois faire je comprends en direct ce qu'il veut faire et, et vice versa je comprends en direct après il y a la, la communication qui est euh, les réflexes en français donc ça se passe très bien et puis euh, voilà il, il, je l'adore comme joueur m'adore comme joueur donc ça se passe bien vous avez pu dicter le tempo euh, une grande partie du match euh, sûrement que pour le match retour euh, 
Toronto va avoir une autre approche, un autre line-up aussi. À quoi, à quoi tu t'attends pour ce match-là? Bon, c'est sûr qu'ils vont essayer de, 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 de mettre un peu de folie dans leur jeu à, chez eux. Ils n'ont pas le choix de toute manière s'ils veulent passer. Euh, parce que nous, on, si, on, si on maintient ça à 0-0 ou même si on marque là-bas, ça les met dans une position euh, peu favorable. Donc, euh, on va être prêt à ça, mais en même temps, chaque chose en son temps. On a un match de, de championnat quand même samedi, à aller des points à aller chercher, ce qu'on n'a pas su faire encore. Donc, chaque chose en son temps quand même. Nous, Patrice Bernier a obtenu un rare départ cette année. Qu'est-ce qu'il apporte sur le terrain lorsqu'il est avec vous d'entrée de jeu? Bah, D'une part, de, de, de l'expérience. C'est sûr que Patrice, quelqu'un qui a joué à, à, à plusieurs niveaux différents dans différentes ligues et qui s'est euh, amené cette expérience-là. Et puis après, c'est sûr que sa qualité de conservation. Euh, je veux dire, même quand tu lui envoies un ballon un petit peu dans le trouble et tout, il est capable d'utiliser son corps bien comme il faut et de garder le ballon dans ces zones de pression-là. C'est sûr que ça soulage les, les défenseurs. L'équipe change de tactique, qu'est-ce qu'il t'a dit ah, Il m'a juste dit qu'on allait passer, Dominique allait monter à l'avant, puis d'envoyer Rick à la droite pour avoir deux attaquants, puis euh, tenter d'essayer de chercher la, la profondeur, parce que c'est ça qui nous manquait. On changeait beaucoup le jeu, mais on n'arrivait pas à pénétrer. Là, puis tranquillement, là, on a vu qu'on a réussi à aller vers le but un peu plus, euh, un peu plus souvent. Donc c'est le tournant du match ben ouais, parce qu'à ce moment-là, bon, il y a l'occasion que Dom frappe du gauche. Après ça, on a quand même réussi à avoir des centres qui étaient des semi-occasions. Mais on va dire qu'on a comme activé plus ou moins dans les 10 dernières minutes de la première mi-temps. Puis la deuxième mi-temps, ben, notre attitude a changé. On a poussé un peu plus, puis on a finalement réussi à trouver le but. Ton premier départ de but, petit bouton, Patrice, parle-moi de ton match. Euh, à quel point tu as réussi à contrôler le ballon de première Ah, oh, écoute, c'est pour un 90 minutes de l'année, donc... Euh... Euh, oui, c'est pas évident. Pas encore très, très... Euh, on peut rouiller, mais non, tenter de faire circuler. Moi, comme j'ai dit, je joue à ma façon. Donc, euh, de faire circuler, de temps en temps, essayer de trouver les passes qui peuvent euh, trouver les attaquants. Euh, mais, tu c'est sûr, les automatistes, on a eu beaucoup de joueurs aussi qui ne qui, 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 qui sont pas habitués de jouer ensemble parce que c'était pas un alignement de gars qui ont joué régulièrement. Mais, euh, tranquillement, en deuxième mi-temps, ça a augmenté. Mais non, en première mi-temps, ça a bien été. Au niveau, on a circulé. On avait plus la possession, puis quelquefois j'ai pu tenter de trouver les attaquants, mais j'ai essayé de le faire. Et puis c'est ça, avec un match, avec plusieurs matchs, c'est sûr, les choses viennent plus, plus fluidement, mais satisfait, pas un grand match, satisfait. La première mi-temps, c'était un peu, je vais l'avouer, pour être sûr pour les gens des Astras, c'était un peu endormant, là, à part pour les une ou deux occasions qu'on a eues, mais, mais au moins on a été chercher la victoire, un zéro, puis on a, on a maintenu, je pense pas qu'on a donné beaucoup d'occasions non plus, ce qui était bien, comparativement à quelques derniers matchs où on a subi plus ou moins défensivement. Patrice, est-ce qu'après la sourdose d'adrénaline qu'on a eue dans les Champions League, c'était difficile de se replacer mentalement? Oui, c'est pas évident. C'est déjà là, on retourne dans une autre compétition de coupe et l'équipe a vécu des, des, euh, des très hauts moments, intenses et émotifs. Et je pense qu'on est, est dans une période qui est, est délicat parce que on a, on a bien fait, on a tellement tout donné. Puis là, on va jouer dans des matchs que, euh, à part pour la coupe, mais la MLS, tu vois juste le bonbon à la fin de la saison. Mais euh, non, là, c'est bien d'avoir une victoire. C'est notre deuxième victoire en 11 matchs. Donc, euh, et euh, pour le moral de l'équipe, je pense que c'était bien d'avoir une petite victoire comme ça, d'avoir un zéro en, en défense. Il faut créditer ceux qui ont rentré, ceux qui ont joué, ceux qui ont pas joué souvent. Et puis là, ben, il faut battre ça là-dessus. On a un match de la MLS samedi, puis il faut commencer à prendre des points parce qu'on euh, a du retard. Par mal de la MLS qui commence samedi pour vous, un deuxième commencement, qu'est-ce que vous avez appris dans la championnat canadien et dans la CONCACAF que vous pouvez apporter à la MLS? Ah, oh, ça ne sera pas pareil, là. T'sais, la CONCACAF, on affrontait des équipes qu'on ne connaissait pas vraiment, donc il y avait une, une préparation plus tactique, peut-être plus conservatrice. Là, on joue contre des équipes qu'on a déjà affrontées, puis on va jouer à domicile souvent, donc il faut être dominant, il faut aller vers l'avant, et il euh, faut démontrer qu'on a quand même beaucoup de qualité offensive aussi, 
Puis, euh, puis je pense, comme, comme aujourd'hui, ça permet à la défensive d'avoir un peu plus de, de, de respirer, de ne pas toujours être celle qui doit tout gérer euh, dans l'alerte pendant 90 minutes. Et euh, non, on attaque samedi à MLS. Puis comme je le répète, il faut prendre le maximum de points à domicile. Et puis pour que faire sûr que ces matchs en retard bien, soient valables quand, quand, quand on va les jouer.